0: Help keep Kinks and Beats Daily ad-free, and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 131. Thank you for downloading. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, staying healthy, staying out of harm's way as much as they can, and to all the essential workers out there, um, keeping us fed, keeping us safe, keeping us uh, cared for, thank you for everything that you guys are doing. Um, I hope this podcast in some way is is keeping you distracted or entertained uh, while we shelter in place all around the world. Today we're listening to, or we're talking about the song Lovely Rita by the Beatles. It was released May 26, 1967 on the Sgt. Pepper album. And according to George Martin, this is one of the two songs that would have um, been cut from the album had the Beatles included Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane on the album. You remember uh, Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane were recorded uh, first for the Sgt. Pepper album. They were the first two tracks laid down and then hastily released as singles so that people wouldn't lose interest in the band in the, um, I don't know, eight months between Revolver and the Sgt. Pepper release. So had those two songs been included, um, Lovely Rita and When I'm 64 would have been cut from the album. Now, I don't understand quite and i haven't done the timing to see um you know how it would have laid out on an lp but like sure a day in the life is a long track but the sergeant pepper reprise is not and so even with that there's only like essentially 10 songs on the album and so it seems like they could have added "Sergeant Pepper uh, or uh, Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane and still at least kept one of these two songs, if not both of them. I guess Within You Without You is kind of a long track, too. Um, but I mean, when you consider the quality of the songs that would have been dumped, you know, Lovely Rita is a, a solid song um, in favor of Strawberry Fields. I mean, they're, they're just firing on all cylinders at this point. Recording for this track began on February twenty third, nineteen sixty seven, with eight takes needed to do the basic rhythm track. Um John on these on the basic rhythm track, it's just a basic four track recording. Uh John and George are on acoustic guitars, Ringo's on drums, and Paul's on piano. Paul will um eventually add his bass guitar to it. Uh Paul records his lead vocal the next night, and then nearly two weeks pass. Um before the band revisits this track it's not until march 7th that backing vocals are recorded um as well as the comb and paper sounds uh, which are you know they did makeshift uh, kazoos which you hear kind of bridging in the chorus that Bwah, wah 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 uh, lovely rita meter mate that part um And then they did some sound effects and the moans and stuff that you hear on the end. The funny thing about the moans, so John was kind of in charge of the sessions that were responsible for these backing tracks. And there's photographs of guys like uh, David Crosby, um, one of the guys from The Birds, whose name escapes me. There's some other people there's photographs of them in the studio in a recording booth. And some of them claim that they are providing background vocals for lovely Rita. Um, but it is highly likely, and there's nothing in um, Mark Lewison's book that suggests that that's actually the case. It's highly likely that they were in the studio recording and that those takes just weren't used for whatever reason. As songs evolved and stuff, they were just wiped. So you can find video, or not video, but you can find photographs of David Crosby in the sound booth with John and George. Um, But there's nothing that indicates that those were um, the takes that were used on Sgt. Pepper. So that's March 7th. Then on March 21st, George Martin records the piano solo. So Paul plays the piano throughout the tune, but the actual solo is uh, performed by George Martin. And here's the thing. The solo was recorded at 41 and a quarter cycles. So they slowed down the tape. So he records it. It's slower. He's got to record it in a lower key and slower. And then when you know it's brought back up to uh, the regular speed, it changes the timbre of the instrument. So he recorded at 41 and a quarter. The vocals were recorded at 46 and a half cycles. And the song was eventually mixed at 48 and three quarters cycles. So elements of this song were all recorded at different speeds, in different keys, and played back with varying degrees of adjustment. Um, The piano solo going from 41 and a quarter to 48 and three quarters is. A big swing. Um, as far as how much distortion, and I don't mean distortion as in like guitar distortion. I mean distortion is like you're actually distorting the the sound of it. Maybe distortion is the wrong term, but the 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 adjustment, I guess is much bigger. So that's that piano sound sounds very different than what it would have sounded like in the studio. It would have been cool on the remaster, that big box set. And it would be only cool to 10 of us. So I get why they didn't put it on there, but it would have been cool to have the actual stems for these tracks at the speeds that they were recorded. So we could hear George Martin's piano solo as fast and as low as he played it, or we could hear Paul's vocals um at the speed and pitch that he sang it at. Aside from the mixing sessions, though, there's no other work done on this tune. They got it done fairly quickly. And we hear about um how laborious the Sgt. Pepper sessions were, but this track got um done pretty pretty quickly. It is a pretty straight ahead rock tune. Um I think if you listen to this song in the context of the times, this is one for me personally. This is one of the songs that is the most timeless. You know, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, great song, but it sounds of its time. Um, Within You Without You obviously sounds of its time because of how much it impacted those times. Uh, when, when I'm 64 sounds like the 40s, but Lovely Rita. It feels timeless to me And there are some tracks on Pepper It's not the only track on Pepper that's, that, that's not locked into 1967 But I see it get referenced As being a psychedelic song And I just I feel like this is one of the least psychedelic songs On this one You know it's acoustic guitar driven It's got a great melody um, And it doesn't have A lot of the gimmicks and tricks That the Beatles Were Kind of inventing at the time, this feels like if they were to this is one that they could have performed live in concert in nineteen sixty seven with relatively little um change to the overall sound, and I like that, and it was done quickly, which is you know another thing that supports the idea that it you know because it was quickly because they weren't adding thousands and thousands of overdubs and and retakes and all that kind of stuff, it just has a little bit more loose feel. I once worked with a girl who um, this was her favorite Beatles song and um, I get it it's a solid tune and, and I think it gets overlooked because you know among Pepper songs it's not the most well known it's not the title track it's not a day in the life it's not um, she's leaving home or Lucy in the sky you know so it is among the lesser known Beatles tracks you know in, in the zeitgeist, but I think it's a solid one, um, of note. And I know I probably mentioned this a lot, but you know, I'm not recording these, uh, chronologically in order that they were recorded. So, you know, I keep going back to this idea between these sessions and the release of pepper. So the last session for lovely Rita was March 21st pepper comes out May 26th. Okay, And this was not the last song recorded for Pepper. So they are still recording in, into March, into April for an album that comes out at the end of May. But between the sessions for Lovely Rita and the album's release in May, the band has already begun recording several songs that are going to appear on Magical Mystery Tour, um, as singles and b-sides, or on the Yellow Submarine soundtrack. By this point, they have recorded only a Northern Song, That's not released. They've started working on Magical Mystery Tour, the song. Um, They've worked on You Know My Name, Look Up The Number. They've worked on Baby, You're a Rich Man. These guys are just nonstop. They haven't even released the album. And they are already, they have enough material for, you know, a full side of their next album. It's really incredible. Harmonically, there's not um, a whole lot going on with this song of note. It lays out nice on guitar. Hang on, I gotta grab my guitar. I've only done this for 131 episodes and I still showed up without the guitar. Um, one thing he does a lot on this is he travels in fourths. So what you do is if you're on a bar chord in the E shape, and then you go to the A shape, that's just up a fourth. Um, And he does that a lot. So this lays out nice if you're playing it on the acoustic guitar, you know, sitting around um, thinking of recording a cover or something. This one does lay out nicely. What's weird though, is that, you know, he stays relatively close to where he is harmonically. Um, You know, he doesn't stick to one key obviously, but he doesn't deviate too far for the most part you know it's a lot of um uh you know 5 of 5 4 of 5 5 of 4 and all those kind of things there the the chords are pretty much related but then to end the song that extended fade out vamp whatever you want to call it um he shifts to a minor 4 so where he would have gone to a flat major every other time in this song which would be the four chord um in the key of e flat he decides to vamp it on The minor four chord, A flat minor, for the entirety of this refrain, for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to say. It is a cool effect and it is a stark shift from like, all right, the song's over. This is the refrain, you know. Um, But that's really the only curious thing about the harmonics of this song. Am I missing something? Let me know. Give me a call, 925-494-1739. You can email me, beats at herohabit.com, or you can visit herohabit.com and join one of our discussion groups um, and get a conversation going there. Um, for those of you who have contributed, thank you. Um, I know we've had some technical problems throughout April getting episodes released, but they are being recorded still, and the backlog is coming so thank you for your patience there and if you've contributed i truly appreciate that you have a bonus episode coming at the first week of may um, that is going to include the mars you know what we talked about what album would you take to mars we are going to release that as a bonus episode to subscribers first so if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed um, it's four dollars a month to help us keep producing this podcast keeping it ad free and to pay for you know the servers and all that kind of stuff, and you get bonus episodes early. Everybody will get this episode at some point, so um, if you're willing to wait, then that's great. But if you did contribute that four dollars a month, um, yours, check your check your account on HeroHabit.com in the first week of May for new downloads. All right, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I hope you'll reach out and say hello. Um, thank you for downloading again and swing by iTunes for a five star rating and review. That's all. Bye